now. Scotland's talking. Call 0333-2020-401 and join the debate. Sunday morning, this is Scotland's Talking. I'm Ali Bally. Hello, good morning and welcome to the programme. If you've ever had train rage, then this is your chance to let it all out. The boss of ScotRail, Alex Hines, will be joining us on the programme after 11 o'clock. So if you're sick of being stranded by signal failures, seething because you can never get a seat, or you might be excited by the new electric services between Glasgow and Edinburgh, pick up the phone and tell them about it. Also on the show today, I'm going to be asking if we need to make it tougher to get a dog. Now, in England, they're going to ban sales of puppies and kittens in pet shops. Here in Scotland, MSP Christine Graham wants to bring in a law to force people to think about whether they will be a responsible owner. I'll be talking to her about that and getting your opinions as well. But first up, we'll meet a woman who got so deep into debt with payday loans that her only way out was to declare herself bankrupt. Every week you've got someone coming to your door. Every week you've got to be in for this person. You can't hide behind a couch anymore. Turning Point Scotland. Scotland's talking. We're starting off this morning by talking about your experience of debt. How did it start? How did it affect your life? And how did you get yourself out of the situation? Or indeed, have you got yourself out of the situation? Our reporter Natalie Crawford's been meeting Sally Ann Barefoot uh, from Paisley, who got herself so deep into debt with payday loans, her only option was to declare herself bankrupt. When it was at its worst, I was getting like from uh, loans from Provident Morse's shopper check and stuff like that, um, and their loans turned out that you didn't just pay what you borrowed; you paid maybe sometimes double, sometimes three times what you borrowed. So it kind of like built up and built up, and especially being on benefits, being a single parent um, at the time, um, it was really hard. So everything else sort of struggled, like other bills sort of built built up and everything. At the time, it was good because you were getting this this wad of money, you know, wow, you know, and then you'd go out and spend it and you didn't pay, you didn't use it for what you borrowed it for, you went and spent it on a load of rubbish, <laughs> you know, and then, then it sort of sank in that you have to pay this back. Every week you've got someone coming to your door, every week you've got to be in for this person, you can't hide behind a couch anymore. Back in the old days, you'd be like, oh, the brother's coming, let's hide, <laughs> you know. Um, so you, you had to pay it and you had to have the money. And even if you didn't have the money, you would need, you know, you need to have it. It was no way of, oh, I can't pay you this week, because it meant next week it would be double. Did you feel trapped in, in a cycle? Yeah, you felt trapped, because you're there, you have to you keep money. You only get, when you're on benefits, you only get a certain amount of money anyway. That That's supposed to make you last a week. So when you're borrowing money, you're, you're paying back a lot of your, your benefits, basically, to pay back what you've borrowed. It's a vicious circle. And then when you were due, when when you neared paying a loan off, you would get offered another one. Um, so that would clear off the loan that you had, but they would give you more money. So it meant that you were paying it more. So it, you know it just kept going on and on and on. And you know one day I just thought, no, I just can't do this anymore. And I'd heard about people going bankrupt, and I thought, oh, you know, it's a big step. Um, so I paid one hundred pounds to go bankrupt, in which it cleared everything. And it included, it cleared um, council tax as well at the time because that was a struggle. Um, so, and bill, phone bills and everything else, because it wasn't just them, you took credit cards out and, because people were just giving you this, that left, right and centre. 
without even checking what, whether you worked or not or or anything. So, aye. was that the turning point for you? Yeah, it was. It was because after you've gone bankrupt, you can't. You're not allowed to get credit. You've got to be. Um, it's like for five years or so before you can start looking for credit again. Um, so that was that was a good thing. It's a massive learning curve. Do you think there's enough information out there for people on, on how to manage their finances? It's not like something you get taught in school. No, you don't get taught it in school. Um, I don't think there is. No, there isn't. Definitely not. There should be more. There should be more about learning, teaching people how to control their money and whatever. It's easy. I get money. I'm, I'm just goes through my fingers. <laughs> but I buy the right things. My kids are fed. There's food in the fridge. Bills are paid. Do you know what I mean? So a reporter there, talking, Natalie Crawford, talking to Sally Ann Bearford about her experience with getting into debt. What is yours? How have you managed to get out of it if you, if you have? Are you in it at the moment and looking, you know, this is just getting... Because, you know, everybody can get into debt. It's easy. It's easy peasy to get into debt. Been there, done it, got the T-shirt. What about you? Is getting out of it is the problem, isn't it? Uh, have you had that experience and how have you managed to, to cope with it? Give us a call. Let us know, as always, of course, if you'd like to come on and share your experiences. Uh, and thanks to Sally Ann for doing that. This is Scotland's Talking. Started off this morning talking about your experience of debt. And we heard the experience of Sally Ann Bearford. Uh, if you would like to give your experience, the telephone number again, 0333 2020 401. Love to hear from you. And uh, John's on the line. Hi, John. A very good morning, Ali. How good. are you? I'm good, thank you. Good, good, good. So wh- what do you want to talk about then as far as debt's concerned? Well, I was in debt uh, like Sally. I was a single parent and proudly brought up two on my own. I got in debt with Provident, thousands of pounds, but I kept on working, by the way, Ali. Mm -hmm. If you got a problem with debt, please seek advice. Don't bury your head in the sand, because the longer you do that, the more money you owe. Mm -hmm. I had to go bankrupt, honestly, Ali. And it took me a long time to get out of it, but I've survived because I'm on the programme. Yeah, uh, but when when you um, were in that situation, uh, were you the same as Sally, where you were getting offered as you were coming to near the end of one loan, you're you're tempted by them offering you more money um, to clear off the rest of that loan, and then you end up taking more on? Correct. I had a provident woman who I fell in love with. <laughs> <laughs> she was doing her job then. She was doing her job, Ali. But please, if you're in debt... Please seek advice. And, I mean, it's a a sad occasion, I know. There's more men and women actually in debt. Debt is a a, a thing. You can get out of that. And there's ways. Speaking about debt, energy price rises of uh, uh, 3.7% on on your bill of gas and electric. Mm -hmm. That's going to cause more concern People in Scotland, the six energy companies, are going to raise their prices. Terrible, Ali. 
Okay, John, thank you for your experience there. And I know from uh, when I used to do the mid-morning show, we used to have uh, someone on talking about if you're in debt. And and, um, it was always a situation, always getting the advice from them. You know, know, it's easy to get into debt. It's even easier to bury your head and just put all the envelopes unopened because you know what they are. You know, the bank statements or whatever. You don't want to know, do you? You just don't want to know. I'll get out of it soon. But the sooner you actually admit there's something wrong and you can get help, um, then then the better. And that's just what John was saying. Here's a um, an email in from Ross. And he says, I entered into a trust deed for five years to clear my debt. My wife and I were £36,000 in the red at the time. Jinks. The debts were all taken care of uh, with a payment of £230 a month. I'm now debt-free and working on building my credit history again. Well done, Ross. Uh, absolutely. Thank you very much indeed for telling us about that and, and sharing uh, your experience there. Because, as I say, it's uh, one of these things that I suppose we don't really talk about, isn't it? Is it's, You say to yourself, no, I'm not going to say that I'm in debt and we'll just hide away. But uh, it's not the way to do it. Uh, let's go to another John. Hi, John. How are you doing? Good morning, Alan. How are you this morning? I'm very well, thank you, John. What's your thoughts on this, then? Are you in debt? (laughs) I'm always in debt. (laughs) It's it's controlling it. (laughs) You're married, (laughs) When you're married, you're always in debt. Take it. Don't go go down that route, John. It's dangerous. No, what what it is, Alan, today's society, it's very serious. I mean, people, all over people are in debt. Again, some of the debt companies, there's one in Perth called Bright House, they're not very bright if you go in it, it's 70% interest. Now, people have, should use their own initiative when they start to do things. I mean, you, buying things which you don't need or whatever. I mean, I remember my own mother dead now, but probably. <laughs> she used to buy things she didn't need. So after she died, I went down to the office and he said, oh, I'm sorry about your mum. I said, that's okay. He says, in the next breath, he says, how would you like to hear about your the debt? I said, look, when the person dies, the debt dies as well. So you don't get any way of me. You give her the debt, so that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, I think know, though, you know, I, I don't agree with you on the... Um, the the store that you mentioned, Bright House. I think that's it. It, it fills a, a vacuum for some right. people. No, no, they are because they they are supplying a service, John. Um, you know, and if if they if yeah. if if they're if someone says, well, that's I I want that particular item, and they yeah. they know the interest rates, they're told what the interest rates are, and they think yeah. they can afford it, um, then then they are providing a service for someone. But I, I know what you're saying it's easy it's easy to get into that that debt indeed. Keep the calls coming in then and your comments as well a couple coming through on the old uh, text here as well and uh, let me know how you feel about debt we'll also be talking fairly shortly about a law that's coming into to England where you won't be able to buy puppies or kittens from a pet shop and I'll be talking to an MSP here who thinks we should be looking at ourselves and saying, you know, are we responsible enough to be pet owners? And after 11 o'clock, joined by the Managing Director of ScotRail, uh, he'll be looking to take your calls as well. It's all coming up on Scotland's Talking. This is Scotland's Talking. We started off the programme today talking about debt and your experience of debt. Uh, I've got word in here from Joanna. Thanks for getting in touch, Joanna. Uh, She says, I had to seek advice from debt counselling after a divorce. 
I had a mortgage, two sons and full-time education. I worked full-time and I took a second job on. It took a few years, but I'm back on track and debt-free. Joanna, thank you very much indeed, as I say, for getting in touch uh, on the text there, 61054. Start your message with Ali. That's the text. Uh, the number, of course, is treble three twenty twenty. 401. It's only a local call rate to call us, but some phone providers may apply further charges. Let's go on the phones then, and Robin's next. Hello, Robin. Hiya. Good morning to you. Your experience then? Well, I, I'm coming at it from the other side. I used to work for a bank doing debt recovery on unsecured loans and credit cards, and then I worked for a debt recovery company for years. Right. Uh, basically... I just want people to know there is loads and loads of free help out there. Mm. Don't don't get into this habit of thinking, oh, I'm in debt, I'm, it's never going to end. Don't go to one of these companies that say, we'll help you, but we charge you a fee, because all that does is extend the amount of debt that you're in. You'll take longer to pay it. There are organizations like Step Change who are a totally free charity. Uh, they can actually run through your budget. They can help you budget. But also they'll act as an intermediary between you and the person that you owe the money to or the company you owe the money to. When you were doing that job, um, debt isn't particular to any social class, is it? Oh, God, no, no. I spoke with everybody from the single parent who lost their job right the way through to it. I even had doctors, nurses, people that you would imagine would have more money and wouldn't be in debt, that is unfortunately something that everybody is going to get into at some time. It's how you handle it, and you shouldn't panic when you get into debt. There are departments set up in every organization to actually help you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like I say, people like Step Change are absolutely brilliant. When, when I spoke to Step Change in, in both the bank and on the debt recovery company, everything goes on to hold. Uh, they will phone them up and they'll say, look, we need a little bit of time to sort this out. They have lots of debts. It may be it's your only company that you're in debt with. But then the the law states that they have to give you time. Right. It, it, it's a pointless exercise trying to get blood out of Stanley's bank. If you can't afford to pay £100 a month, say, for, to repay your debt, there's no point in people hassling you and hassling you. They want it paid. So if you go to somebody like Debt Change, they can actually give you all of your options. They can set you up on temporary payment plans, uh, which is normally a very, very minimum amount for at least a year. They can even advise on things like bankruptcy, uh, voluntary uh, repayment plans. Mm -hmm. But the worst thing that people can do is bury their head in the sand. That's right, yeah. I I think when, you know, maybe... Sort of 20, 30 years ago, getting in debt was was, um, something that was hidden behind the door and you did hide from the man coming to collect the money every week. But we are surrounded by companies who are offering us basically to get into debt because, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're watching the television, you're reading a newspaper or indeed you're listening to this program. It's all around. You know, if you want to buy a car, we can give you a cheap loan. You want to buy something else? It's there. And and if you can afford it, it's fine. But it's when circumstances arise like losing a job into a divorce, a breakup. Those are the circumstances. Even even the the death of a loved one in a family. Mm. You know, there's so many different reasons why people get into debt, unmanageable debt. Um, there's, there's also the companies that will say to you, oh, if you've got two or three credit cards, come to us. We'll make it one credit card. We'll give you even more. 
credit on top of that and we'll help you. If you're in debt, don't panic. Speak to somebody who actually knows what they're doing about. Like you say, 20, 30 years ago in my dad's time, it was a taboo subject. If mm -hmm. you were in debt, you were almost on your own. Yep. You didn't speak to anybody. Nowadays, there was a report a couple of years ago that said something like 70% of the population is only three paychecks away from being in debt that they mm -hmm. cannot afford to handle. Yeah, yeah. It's just around the corner for a lot of people. Robin, thank you very much indeed for coming on with that good advice. Thank you. Thank you. No problem at all. Thanks very much. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. And another one here that I've got says, uh, yes, we have been in debt. We have four grown-up sons. And when they were young, we had to take out loans to help them with their sports and various educations. They all went to uni, but in my mind, it has been worth it. They've all got good jobs and they've never been in trouble. It's been hard on us as a couple, going without or putting our lives on hold. But now we can start to do what we want to do. Yeah, that, that's what being parents are all about, isn't it? I mean, you, you know, you see them on their way and then you have a look at life and think to yourself, right, what can we do now together and enjoy ourselves? Uh, debt is hard when we've been in it um this one says here i'm just trying to see who it says but it doesn't give me a name at the bottom but i'm sure you know who you are um anyway we couldn't go bust as we own our house we are not rich just normal hard-working people it's depressing at times trying to rob peter to pay paul but we got there in the end that's what it's all about and and as you say uh, as all the advice seems to be coming about is that if you do get into trouble uh, and you think you need some help then ask for it this is Scotland's Talking. Now, you might have heard in the news a few days ago about plans to ban pet shops and dealers selling puppies and kittens. The government in London is putting a new law out for consultation. It would mean anyone wanting to buy or adopt a pet less than six months old will have to go to a reputable breeder or a rescue centre. And from the start of October, there'll be a ban on licensed sellers dealing in dogs and cats that are less than eight weeks old. But these rules, this new rule, only applies to England because animal welfare is a devolved issue. So I thought it was worth looking at what the situation is here in Scotland and what you'd like to see done. There are over half a million dogs in Scotland and the puppy trade here is worth an estimated £13 million a year. The SNP MSP Christine Graham is trying to get a member's bill through Holyrood to stop irresponsible dog breeding. And she joins us on the programme now. Christine, good morning to you. Good morning. So what is your plan then? How are you going to deal with this? Well, apart, my, my proposal doesn't just deal with licensed dealers and um, reducing the number of litters that can be bred in a year down from five to three or more. It also deals with uh, somebody who has a litter of puppies, just somebody in their home, and I'm looking for them being required to register that litter so that there should be no litter born in Scotland in the, the, that isn't registered or licensed. But I felt that uh, one of the huge issues, because we don't really see puppies or kittens sold in pet shops anymore, mm -hmm. thank goodness, but uh, I thought one of the biggest issues was um, people purchasing or acquiring an animal because if they, if they look at it responsibly, then they won't be buying from uh, puppy farms or factory farms, as I call them. They won't be buying um, on the Internet. They will be going and meeting uh, the person who's licensed or registered with the litter, 
discussing with them, you know, what kind of home they have, how the puppy's been brought up, what kind of home they have to offer the puppy is, or the dog. Is it a suitable uh, place to have? Is it the right time in their life to have an animal? Uh, and so my bill is trying to make people owners more responsible, prospective owners. I think if you can tackle demand so that it becomes responsible and educated, then you, to some extent, and I hope a large extent, prevent irresponsible breeding. Right, but you're, you're really saying then for someone that they've got to decide themselves, am I a responsible person yes. to have a dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, I a lot of them are not, but they still go ahead. Well, that's why I'm putting it into law. I mean, I would have hoped that we wouldn't need law for this, but I think because that's not the case and because we have people buying uh, puppies on Gumtree, mm-hmm. we have people buying, and I mean, sometimes they're very good people, but... The problem is they don't know what's happening to those puppies and dogs before they buy them. And actually, quite often, not only is the dog or puppy in a bad state, the owner has a terrible time and often quite heartbroken if they get an animal that's sick. Uh, I mean, there's a, as you say, there's a huge amount of money involved in this. Uh, and taking on a dog, as they say, the old, or the old adage, a dog is not just for Christmas, it's mm-hmm. for life. Um, you can have a dog 15, 18 years. You have to look ahead and say, you know, is it the right time for me to get... I don't have a dog because I work full-time. I'd love to have a dog, but I work full-time, and I think I haven't got the appropriate lifestyle to have a dog just now. I did have one many years ago when I had my children, and I didn't work for six years, and in a large garden. I lived in the country, so I had an Irish setter, which required that kind of space. So I think you've got to be hard on yourself, uh, and say, and I, I mean, I understand why people want puppies. I understand why people want dogs. Wonderful companions. Um, but you have to be hard and say, right, is it the right time? Am I buying from the right person? How can I check this? Well, I want to put all that in law. Now, I don't think MD's tried to put any duties on prospective purchasers in law before. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to do. And where are you with that? The consultation has finished. What's happening now, because I'm, I'm ahead of Westminster, if you like, what I've now got to do is to look at all those responses, because it involves local authorities, all the animal welfare organisations agree with what I'm trying to do, and members of the public have come in with their replies. Draw all that together, get the legislation drafted into a bill, and then have that go before a committee and have them ask questions and have people come before them to, get, to, to see if I can make legislation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's workable. There's no point in having it if it's not workable. Absolutely. Uh, Christine, will you keep us in touch with how it's going? Um, I will indeed. Because now I'll open the lines to our listeners and see how they feel about your proposals. And it'll be good to get some comments from them. I think you're right, the majority of responsible would-be pet owners, dog owners, would be backing this. But um, it'll be interesting to see how you're getting on in a a couple of months' time, how the actual thing's coming along. Can I just say, even though the consultation's closed, I don't mind still hearing from people. So if you want to get in touch with my office, they'll find me on the internet. Uh, to get in touch with my office and I'm quite happy to read what they have to say about it. Although the formal consultations conclude, I'm always interested in what people have to say. Fantastic. Thank you very much indeed for joining us on the programme, Christine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye now. This is Scotland's Talking. On the line now, let's go to Neil. Good morning to you, Neil. Good morning, Ali. Good morning. What's your point today, then? Uh, it's regarding puppies. OK. Uh, we recently were looking for a uh, a pup 
and we did a wee bit. We went and pet for home, and when uh, we found Labrador dogs here, there, and everywhere, uh, one kennels. Uh, we rang up, uh, had two Labrador puppies, but they had hernia operations, about 11 weeks old. Right. On checking on the internet, it transpires that East Ayrshire Council had licensed this premises for 76 breeding dogs. Uh, so we didn't go there. Right, right. Well, does that not come back to what Christine's talking about, being a responsible dog owner, though, Neil? You know, you, you sound as though you're serious about it, but, you, you know, and you're doing all your homework. Yeah. Um, the only thing is I've since been contacted by a number of people on Facebook uh, that got a dog from this breeder. Right. And ended up in the vets for a week afterwards. Uh, it's now on the mend. Uh, but we went to another breeder, and we met mum and dad. We couldn't meet them with the other breeder. Uh, mum and dad, he microchipped uh, our little girl in front of us and wormed her and gave us a guarantee that if there was any issues, we would get our money back. Um, and she's wonderful. But right. I just thought, get my point across, I fully agree with this, uh, the, the, breed, the puppy farming should stop. Mm-hmm. And but you're saying you went to another breeder. Is that not the same thing? Yeah, we went to a Repsol breeder. Right, right. How did you uh, know? How did you know, though, Neil, that this was a reputable breeder? Again, doing your research. Is that that what what happened? Yeah, doing research over the internet, uh, speaking to him, uh, ensuring that mother and father were present. Uh, and we went to his cottage, and mum and dad met us at the gate. Right. Uh, and you could see the attachments with them, with the puppies. Uh, but it's just... Uh, and obviously, I live in Dumfries and Galloway. We've got major issues with uh, puppies being brought over from Ireland. And yes. Through the yeah, I was aware of that, yeah. Okay, Neil, well, thank you again for sharing your experience, and uh, hope all remains well. Thanks for that. Um, here's one from Liz says, I think Christine's proposal is a great idea. I'm afraid some people get a dog because they think it's cool. This is true. Or they think the dog is cute. Then after a while, the novelty wears off and they don't want the dog anymore. So to protect the dog going to the wrong home, something drastically has to be done for the welfare of the animal. Uh, thank you very much indeed for that, Liz, for that uh, comment. Let's go to... Michael, who we're going back to, to talk about debt, I believe, Michael. Michael, good morning to you. Good morning, Ali. Your thoughts? Uh, as regarding the debt thing, I was placed on uh, debt, and a lot of debt, when I was younger, about 10 years ago, and at some amount, about £36,000 I owed, and I had to get help eventually because I was just borrowing on top of borrowing, mm-hmm. and I ended up... Uh, having to go to debt, some form of debt management who came to my premises and they, as uh, you say, my house, and they came and uh, sat me down and spoke to me. But this company were offering to clear my, uh, help me pay my debts back and through them, and it was for over 15 years, and that was everything, and it worked out that I was paying them back about £10,000 more than I actually owed. So I went... The big bankruptcy thing that everybody thinks is a terrible, terrible word and you don't want to be associated with. 
in my eyes, it's a kind of great thing because I was working full time and I'd done it, but I went through the trusted thing for three years it was, and uh, I paid them, uh, I think it was £220, I think, at the time. It was for three years. Mm-hmm. And after the three years, I was banned from debt. And then now, at this present moment in time, uh, I've got great credit rating. I've, uh, I've got car on finance. I've got a mortgage. I've got everything. I would just say to your listeners that uh, get help because... They do, you can take it back in small amounts without taking any more debt on at all. You can sit back for those five years or whatever it may be when they ban you from debt and uh, feel free that you don't owe nothing. You have one monthly payment and you're not allowed to get any more debt. That's so I'd like to say, Ali, thanks. Right, well, thank you very much indeed, Michael, for coming on. Good that you've managed to find uh, a way around it and that you've managed to, to stay clear as well. But thanks very much indeed for your call, Michael. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. So there you are. We've been talking about debt and we've been talking uh, uh, there about Christine Graham's uh, proposals as well for law. That'll be interesting to watch and to get her back on the programme um, in a couple of months' time and see how it's going. Coming up in the next hour, the boss of ScotRail, Alec Hines, is putting himself on the firing line. If you've got something to say about the service from ScotRail, then uh, get ready to call us. He's here. He's happy to take your calls. And he's happy to take any questions. He's been on before and he's very open. He knows the problems and he would like to be able to answer some of them. It could be an exciting time coming up for ScotRail with the new electric trains arriving. So we'll find out more about that after the news at 11 o'clock. Turning Point Scotland. Scotland's talking.